Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show. And we are live. Uh, so today, uh, so everybody, welcome back. As always, uh, we are with another episode of MI Live, and here we just talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. I'm Jay White, and with me as always is Dr. Bradley P. Dieter, and today we have the Macros Inc. Director of Coaching, uh, Mr. Corey Robb, who's down below us. All right, I think you're down below us. Yeah, no, no, you're over that way. Brad's down. Oh my God, things got all made up when I was setting this up. Uh, so if anybody has any questions while we're doing this, uh, make sure to just ask them. We'll get to them as they come up. If you're watching the recorded version, join our Facebook group, and that's at you can go to macrosinc.com slash free group or Facebook search for Macros Inc. Uh, and you can just ask away with any questions you have in there for free with any of our coaches. Um, so we will jump right into it. Um, and we will start with Corey and his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Vanilla Ice Ninja Wrap shirt, which I did the wrap uh, during our pre-show chat. So if we, have time, if we have time, I'll do it again. But let's just jump right into it. So first thing we're going to talk about is what to look for in a coach. So Corey, if you had to pick one thing to give somebody advice, and, and not just necessarily talking about coming to Macros Inc., one person you had to give advice to when they're looking for a coach um, what, what would that, the number one thing you tell them be a coach who doesn't speak in absolutes and who listens. Okay. And that would be the, the, the number one quality I would, I would look for in a coach. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, Brett, um, I, after that, I would say someone who is not afraid to say, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was probably the the absolute one. I never meant to talk in absolutes, but I always, I and I still do. I talk in absolutes a lot. I just assume people know what's going on in my head. Um, and then the uh, so I'm I'm trying to get better at that. But the the saying I don't know, I think is just a. I think that comes with age. I think that's something. Yeah, it definitely comes with experience. Yeah. I mean, when it, when somebody's new to this stuff and they first learn it all, their mind is a little blown and they want to share their knowledge with everyone and they don't know what they don't know. So they <laughs> they tend to to believe that they know a lot more than they do. Yeah, and I I think that the I don't know is the difference between an amateur and a professional coach. Really, um, that, that's yeah. what makes you bring up to the big league, saying I don't know, but I can find out. Like. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And sometimes yeah. there is no answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes and sometimes you 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 just yeah you don't have an answer. Sometimes you just have to say, I don't know. I can try to find out, or we can try this. You know, some saying I don't know if this is going to work, but it seems like it. But it it, it probably should. Yeah. So, and, and here's a question, Corey, and I'm sure you probably have some good insights on this. Is you know, one of the hard parts about being a really good coach is people come to you because they want answers to their problems and solutions. Um, and so they're, they generally are looking for like absolute answers. Right. And so how do yeah. you kind of meet their needs of, they want an answer um, and they want to feel like you have the solution, which generally you do because uh, otherwise you wouldn't be coaching in that field. But how do you communicate that, 
you have the solution, but also be able to be a little nuanced about it. I, I think that's always one of the hard parts. Well, I mean, I try to help them realize that there's there's principles that we all have to adhere to, but that the context of how they're applied depends on the individual and their unique circumstances. So it's a matter of taking the time and effort to get to know them and their lives and all of the things that they have to deal with on a daily basis. And that's commonly her in their lives and then helping develop solutions and strategies around that. And how many, how many times do you say the question or the problem that the client initially wants you to solve is the actual underlying issue? <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> yeah, no, usually it's a, there's a, a much deeper rooted um, problem that, that we have to delve into to find the, the actual solution to it. And, and that's why I try to encourage all clients to, to be as detailed as they can and, and to share even what they don't think is relevant. Because a lot of the time, what they don't think is relevant actually is very, very relevant, right? And is affecting their ability to, to get the results that they want. So what would be like a good example of that? Oh, a good example of that. Like you could just make up a scenario. Um, it doesn't have to be a... Some, I mean, someone's perspective on on good and bad food, right? Like, I mean, uh, one one common thing that I see with uh, with people is, say someone's going to like a puck or something or a buffet or anything like that. And this is a little more relevant a few months ago than right now, perhaps, but hopefully again in the future, it will still be relevant. <laughs> um, a lot of the times they'll, they'll try to load up on the food that they feel like they should be eating, right? And try to avoid the things that they, they perceive as bad food or, or not helpful to their goals. And what they more often than not end up doing is eating all of the things they feel like they should be eating. And then they go back for all of the things they feel like they shouldn't be eating because they, that's the stuff they really wanted. So what I'll usually try to suggest to someone like that is rather than trying to load up on what they aren't really that interested in, but they feel like they should be maybe just survey the options, have what they actually want, but just aim to have just enough, right? Like to stop at an appropriate amount. Right. And then usually they'll stay within their calories and feel good about it because they got to have what they wanted and they still stayed on track. Right. So, I mean, their, their view of, of what they should be doing versus shouldn't be doing in that situation is what's hindering ability to just deal with the situation the best that they can at that time and then move on from it and get back after. Yeah. And so I think you nailed that question. I don't have a follow-up or anything. I'm just going to jump onto another one. Um, what if if you had to when we're when we're talking about like what 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 to look for in a coach? Would you which do you put more? Which would you recommend people put more emphasis on? Prior results, the coach's education, or the coach's um, experience. Oh man, all of those places. All, are big all of them. All of them. Um, okay. I, I I would definitely I would definitely put education pretty high up there. 
Okay. So, I mean, educate, I agree. And, and do you mean like a, like college degrees, PhDs, um, or do you mean, you know, certifications as in, you know, they're certified uh, by this or, or education just as in how much they know the subject? Yeah, exactly. A, a good fundamental understanding of, of, of the area that they're working in. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I think that there is some to be said for, obviously, for experience um, in it. Um, I don't I don't think there I think there's an over. Well, there was I think it's kind of dying down online nutrition coaching. And I don't think there really has ever been this in in person training. I think there was this, you know, in person training. People go to work at a big box gym, take a three week course in their personal trainer. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and then I think that with online you know, online coaching started with the evidence-based side and it, I think that there it became education degrees, diplomas, diplomas, diplomas. And then people started realizing, well, you can change that a little bit into experience because experience goes a little bit more um, in some aspects. Cause there were some really, really smart people out there offering online coaching and they were turned out they were really shitty coaches. They were just kind of taking people. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know, like it, education is really important, but experience also teaches you where, again, where to apply and not to apply things. And that's the, the one thing that kind of education doesn't always cover or at least can't cover comprehensively because it's impossible to just throw that many situations into a textbook and have everything covered, right? Like it's every single person that comes to you is going to have a unique set of circumstances and unique obstacles. And, and there's no textbook in the world that you can, you can fit all of that into. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brad, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, one of the things that I think is important for people to think about when they're looking for a coach is, the coaching aspect of things really requires, I mean, it, it requires a very fundamental level of knowledge of your field of expertise, right? Think about it like a, a physician or a lawyer or, um, you know, somebody like that who has like a very specific domain set of knowledge that they have to use to excel in their field, right? Like you can't be, you can't be a neurosurgeon and have no understanding of, basic science, right? So same things kind of apply to nutrition. Um, but there's also pieces of like your experiential knowledge is really important in the fact that you're working directly with people and you have to know how to manage people. You have to know how to read people. You have to have a pretty high emotional quotient. Like you have to understand who people are. You have to know how to communicate. Um, and then the other side of it is, is the more experiences you have, the more that like foundational knowledge is bolstered, right? It's like you can know all of this really interesting information, but until you've really kind of experienced that knowledge in practice, you don't really know what it means. And so I think those are, those are important right. pieces. Right. Yeah, like I've never had to explain mTOR signaling to someone. <laughs> no, I had, I had to learn about it. <laughs> education. Yeah, no. 
Um, yeah, I don't think I could explain it anyways because it's so, something that it's so irrelevant to most people to know what that is. That it's you know, although you have to have an understanding of it, <laughs> it's yeah, it's not relevant to coaching itself. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And so, with all that being said. Brett, if somebody is looking to work with a coach who has experience, has the education, is overseen by people who have experience and education, uh, where would they go? Uh, they would go to macrosync.net slash services to sign up for coaching. And you can sign up for nutrition-only coaching or you can sign up for complete coaching. Is there a trial with complete coaching? There's what not is, for complete is, coaching, but is, there is a two-week free trial for nutrition coaching. What is complete coaching? Uh, that pairs nutrition coaching with training programming. No, oh. well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome if you ask me. <laughs> so let's jump into topic. Well, let's get. We have a couple comments. So let's see. We had a couple people saying hi. Um, we have one that'll come up to later. Jenny Lynn said, "Hey, hey, Jenny." Josie Potter, is it Josie? Corey, this is your client. Isn't Jose. 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 Jose Potter said, Corey with hearts. Uh, That's six hearts <laughs> to be exact. He also said, my coach is the best. Uh, somebody said, y'all <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. Um, that is why, and that folks is why I love my coach. Uh, no, you have no answer to her sh- shitty sleeping patterns. Uh, somebody said, great topic. And then again, she said, I have no clue what formula is used to assign coaches, but I have to say thank you for signing Corey as my coach. Uh, our formula is me reading through them all and doing my best based on the information that you give me to get that coach assigned. Um, Another not, reason to be detailed. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. That's what I was going to say. The, the more detailed you are when you fill out your forms, the better. If you're not very detailed, it's hard to assign. Um, so let's jump into our next topic. Boom. When should you run from a coach? So Brad, go ahead and start. When is, what is your number one thing that says, holy crap, I need to run from this coach. And that can be mid coaching or before you even sign up. Uh, um, man, that's really hard. I would say probably one of the first ones is trusting your intuition, right? Like if you don't get a good feeling from the initial interaction, um, that's probably a sign. Um, but really probably more of a big thing is ask for like referrals from that coach, right? So like, let's say you want to sign up with somebody, ask if you can talk to some of their current clients, right? Like what is it like to work with that coach? I think that's a totally fair question. It's kind of like if you were building a house or, you know, hiring a surgeon, you would want to ask one of their current patients, like, what was your experience like working with them? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a totally fair question to ask somebody. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's a, that, that's a really good one. The recommendations, Corey, what would you say? Um, someone who can't explain the reasoning behind their recommendations. Mm-hmm. Now, do you mean detailed explain or just overview explain? They just, they can't provide a good reason for why they're asking you to do something. Like they're they're not giving you the what to the why. Like here's 125 grams of protein. And you say, why am I eating 125? And they say, uh, because you should eat a gram per pound of lean body mass per day. 
is that a sufficient answer or should they be able to go? They, I mean, that might be a sufficient right. answer, but, client, but if they want more detail, should they be able to go into more detail? Oops, did I lose you, Corey? Yes, they should be able to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's a, uh, a big, no, no, I'm still here. No, you left. You're gone. <laughs> you're, you're all frozen. Your Canadian internet is not, is not up really? enough. So you're here now. Um, yeah, I, I you're not freezing up, but good. Well, good. I, I can just sit still like I do to Brad all the time and see if he thinks I'm locked up. The, uh, I think my, my number one thing is people operating outside of their scope. Um, if, if you have a, a coach, you know, outside of an RD or, um, and in the U S I don't know what the Canadian rules are in the U S and varies by state, but every state and RD can issue a, a meal plan. And in a lot of states, a physician can as well outside of that. No one in the U.S. can issue a meal plan, and and for me, especially a personal trainer, I don't know of a state that a personal trainer is allowed to make a meal plan for you. So in my plan, if you're paying somebody for a, the meal plan, or if you have a personal trainer who gives you a meal plan, um, in my mind that says run one. They're probably giving yeah. that same plan to everybody, and what works for a 180 pound uh, male is not going to work for a 120 pound female, and what works for a 150 pound female is not going to work for a 140 pound female. Um, we're, yeah. Oh, all the time. Um, and, and, you know, we get people coming in asking for meal plans. What a good coach should do is set you, show you how to design your own meal plans because meal plans right. suck and life happens and we need to adjust, be able to adjust for that. Um, so to me, it's, it's not only saying like, oh, they're giving me a meal plan to follow. Yay. But it's one, it's setting you up for long-term failure, but two, they don't know the rule. They either don't know the rules for their own profession or two, they don't give a shit about the rules for their own profession. And, uh, they're, they're, they're just, they're, if they, if they don't care about the rules for their career, what makes you think that they care about you for three months? Like that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. We have some comments. Let's see. Somebody said, uh, you must only eat organic clean, uh, what is it? Cross. How do you say that word, Brad? Cruciferous. Cruciferous. I'll go with carnivorous. Uh, <laughs> vegetables that have been gently ripened under the sun. <laughs> Run away from these types of coaches. Um, yeah, I, I would say anybody who tells you you have to eat in a style that's like, you know, if you have to eat paleo, you have to eat vegan, you have to eat vegetarian. Um, and the only thing they should be telling you is to like eat, you know, minimally, you know, healthy foods is okay. If somebody tells you eat, Hey, let's eat, work in some more healthy. We all know what healthy foods are. You know, let's, I think that's a, I think healthy foods is a fine statement to say, um, you know, clean eating. I'm a 50, 50 on that. We all know if somebody says I eat clean, they eat healthy. We all get that. If you have a coach who says yeah. just eat clean run. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're eating, yeah. If somebody tells you you have to eat these weird organic things and they're full of shit. Now, if they tell you, you know, eat grass fed steak cause it tastes better, try it. Um, Maybe if they're recommending a cut of beef because it's leaner, that's a little different. And and that's what I mean too by like giving giving more context to the recommendation. Right, like it's not enough to just say to someone you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. Right, like then you know then they just go well, but I don't like fruits and vegetables, and they don't eat them. If you can explain to them the benefits of eating more fruits and vegetables and just enough of them. You don't have to have them at every single meal. What, you know, enough is enough. Once you you're eating a, a sufficient amount of those things and getting what you need from them, you have discretionary calories that you can use however you please. But 
being able to explain to them the benefits that they get from including more of those things is important. Otherwise, they just don't see a reason to to do it. Like I, I'm, you know, if someone comes up and tells me to do something and they don't have a good reason for telling me to do something, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's no different for a client. Yeah, agreed. And then again, <laughs> she is your, your clients are, are loving you on here today, Corey. Uh, when when you're when he stops listening to you or when your coach stops listening to you or tells you that you need to be eating no more than a thousand calories and you're over five, five. Yeah. That's a, uh, the eating, no, that's a, that's a, yeah. I'd, I'd run. And... Yeah. I think, you know, one of the other things that I've been thinking about a little bit lately is, and Jay, we've talked about this a little bit on our labs before is one of our jobs as a coach is to, prevent people from doing things that are not good long-term solutions, right? Like I think there has been, and there probably will continue to be, you know, people who give clients what they want to get the result that they want right now. Um, even if it's not in the best long-term, uh, you know, benefit of the client, like for example, you know, if you have somebody who's a, you know, physique coach, right. And they're like, Hey, this isn't the best option to get super lean, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to throw you on, you know, uh, you know, some sort of like thyroid hormone or, you know, some of those pretty aggressive fat burners that really are not safe for the long term. Um, you know, people who prescribe super, super low calorie diets for, for some of those things. Um, I think a lot of times is your job as a coach is to, prevent people from doing what they want to make sure they do what they need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that takes education. Yeah. 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 So if somebody came to you, Brad, and said, I'll count my macros. I'm, I'm used to eating out three to four days a week. Um, I, I just don't have time to cook every, every, every day. It's, it's, I'm busy. I'm, I just don't have time at work. I can't get out for lunch. Where would you recommend them to go? to get some, what, what, what's an alternative they could do for meals? Um, they can 100% go to motherofmacros.com uh-huh. and they can sign up to have packaged pre-made meals delivered to their house. Oh. And they can get 10% off with a code macros10. Oh, I believe it's scrolling on the bottom right there. I believe it is. And I even have confirmation of shipping on my phone. That is right there. I didn't want to hold it up for very long because people could see my address and they could send me all sorts of crazy things. But I do know it's coming. And it's because that was, that was your order confirmation from an adult website, not your... Not no. Your- it says from Mother of Macros. I'll hold just that part up. Maybe you can you see just it. You just went to mom.com and got it. Fred, you don't need to show your address. It's okay. See that? Yeah. See that? It says Mother of Macros. It's very clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Corey knows what's up. Corey's not. It actually said shipment date, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. You saw something. All right. Now. We saw let's something. Get, all right. <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's get into our very last topic, which I think is going to be uh, an interesting one. And that is what makes a good client? Like what makes you if I'm if 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 somebody's signing up for coaching, what allows them to not be a good client so their coach is happy? What makes them a good client so that they maximize their results, their time, and minimize the effort they have to put into coaching? Corey, you 
are the director of coaching for Macros Inc. So you go first. A curious client. Someone who asks lots of questions, right? That they, they are the people who will get the most out of coaching, who do want the, the deeper understanding and the what's behind the whys and, mm -hmm. and who, again, who, who are transparent, right? Like who, who don't hide away when they feel like they've done something wrong because you can't do anything wrong in this, right? I mean, if you eat more calories than you meant to in a day, that's not the end of the world. It's not going to make or break your results, right? If you do it every single day, then that might lead to some weight gain. But, um, but yeah, people who are transparent with their coach, because uh, at least here at Macros Inc., what you'll find is that you are transparent with your coach. None of them will ever make you feel bad for having overeaten or anything that all they'll try to do is help you understand what happened in that situation and what you can do in the future to, yeah. to try to keep it under control yeah. next time. Yeah, no, I agree. Communication is, is the number one thing, uh, communication and that's on time communication. Um, somebody just said, I'm going to guess that's one of them. <laughs> so I said, always check in regardless of what happened that week. And I think I don't, you know, yeah. and I don't mean communicate as in every minute, let somebody know what's going on. I think it's open communication right. and saying, Hey, listen, I didn't hit my, I didn't do good this week. Here's why, like, not just, it was a busy week. Like, 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 here's why I, I have, I have three kids and I have soccer mm -hmm. practice. What ways can we, the, and could, because I think the thing everybody, when it happens to all of us in every aspect and we say, Oh, this is a busy week. Has anybody ever yeah. had a week that wasn't busy? that something didn't come up. I mean, I, I haven't, I, you know, all oh, this week was, was, was long. You have some weeks that are longer than others. Some weeks that are, are rougher than others, but you always have some come up. So I think that the, you know, the more you can communicate with your coach that you have big things come up, you have things with kids come up, you have, you know, we can find a pattern there and work with you to try and to try and find a permanent solution. Maybe that's, we keep, Hey, we're going to keep a bunch of protein bars and some powder, some protein powder in your, in your, in the trunk of your car for when this kind of stuff happens. Like so that way you don't and, have and here's the thing. And, and here's the thing. It's it's what you're not sharing with your coach that is probably what you need help with. Mm -hmm. like not checking in on a on a week that you perceive as a bad week, that's exactly when you should check in. Right? Like if, yeah. if things are going well, all your coach is gonna say is keep doing what you're doing, you're doing awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if things go wrong when the shit hits the fan, that's when coaches shine. That's when we can help to to develop again strategies and change mindsets and behaviors around those things, so that you you're able to to deal with things as they come. You have the tools to deal with them, and then you can move on with your life and keep on track. Mm -hmm. There's also, you know, I think one of the one of the interesting things that I've learned over my coaching career is the volume of communication does not correlate with the quality of the communication. Yeah. Right. So like always being in coach in contact with your coach 24 seven um, is not the best coaching client relationship, right? Like I would rather hear from my client once a month where it's like very thoughtful, very clear, very uh, in-depth conversation about what's going on than a bunch of just texts all the time. Right. Cause I think there's, there's a big difference between like just talking to somebody and then coaching somebody. 
And I think a lot of times people yeah. confuse those two. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I will say that, like, you know, and, and the other thing is to, what makes a good client is be prepared to put in the work. Um, I, I think that a lot of people, yeah. you know, come into any coaching, any personal trainer relationship, and they just, I have a trainer, they're going to do the work for me. And, or me just going in and lifting weights is going to be enough, or me just putting, me planning a day out ahead of time is enough, but you, you still have to actually follow that plan. And it's not just, or me checking in once a week is enough. I can tell them I didn't do anything and they'll still, they'll give me the tips and the, and the secret sauce. Right. And, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's work and it gets easier over time, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a daily thing. Willpower, you know, goes down at the end of the day and, it resets the next day and you have to make sure that you are utilizing your willpower properly. And that's where communication comes in. We're, we're here to, to help you make those choices. Maybe we, you know, if you have a meal plan set up, if we, if we've designed a meal plan with you, you've designed your own plan for the day. That's what I mean by meal plan. You've designed your own uh, schedule to follow for food. You've taken the willpower of snacking. You've, you've cut that down. You've reduced those decisions and, and I, I just think that's something that people aren't aren't really prepared for. Like I am not a prepper, I'm not a meal prepper, but when I diet, I I have an, at least a, an idea of what I'm eating that day in my head, um, or I have, or I've logged it. Um, like I'm like oh, I'm just going to eat the same thing as I ate yesterday and change it up for dinner. I already I already know these things, um, and that's I think Food itinerary. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's what, when I am, and I have times, I think all of us do times when we're trying to diet or bulk up or whatever, and we're not successful because we're not ready. You have to be ready for yeah. it. You know, you know, I've, I've dieted down and for four months before and not made any progress because I wasn't ready. Um, and I just kept lying to myself. And then there have been times where I'm like, I, I don't even, I've like caught, that's how I lost weight during, during the whole quarantine. I was not actively trying to diet, but I knew I kind of wanted to. And I just passively did it because I was in the right mindset where I'm just going to kind of, see what happens and leisurely do this. And it was really successful for it. It was probably the, the most successful uncontrolled diet I've ever had. Yeah. So perfect. Now we got some questions in here. If anybody has any other questions, feel free to ask. Uh, when Julie said, when would you know it's time to reach out, out to getting a coach? Uh, Corey, when would you say it's time to reach out to get a coach? When, just, I mean, when you feel like you don't, have the tools to, to do it yourself. Right. Like, and, and again, like, I mean, it's, you know, usually people coming to us have, have tried a lot of different things in the past. And again, I mean, uh, they're usually going to things where it's system. Right? This is what you do. Just do this and you'll get results, which is true. Like, I mean, if any diet will work as long as you follow it, as long as you stick to it, it will work. Mm -hmm. uh, but it only works in the context of the diet. It doesn't teach you how to do that apart from that, right? Like whatever approach that it is that you're taking should be something you can see yourself doing forever. If it's a means to an end, then when you reach your goal, you stop doing what you're doing and you go back to your old habits. And right? so whatever you're doing to get there in the first place should be something that, and that's what we mean, we mean by sustainable, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you want to reach out to get a coach when you feel like you don't have the tools to, to get to where it is that you want to be and to stay there long-term. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would also say like, even asking the question, when do you, is it time for me to get a coach? Um, I would say if you're confident, it, it, yeah, you're probably starting to go in the right direction. If you're just like, ah, I need to lose weight. This will help me do it. 
you know, let's maybe, maybe that is right for you, but I would say for the most part for, for people who are, you know, unsure or, and not unsure about a coach, unsure about the work that they need to put in again. That's when you, when you're not ready. It's, it's, if you are putting in the work and not making progress, you know how much, you know, you're going to have to put in the work and you don't know how to do it. As long as you know, you have to do work. I think that's when it's time to get a coach. Yeah. Yeah. It will always take work. Yeah. Bradley, do you have anything to add or can I move on to the next comment? Carry on my wayward son. Uh, (laughs) Or again, sometimes she feels bad that she's not the best communicator. And from having read, from having, from having emailed you many times, I would say you're a great communicator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say you are too. Like, I mean, you always let me know what's going on in a week, Jose. So you're not doing bad with communicating. It's just that we have, a long-standing relationship and know each other well and and i mean you know you can always reach out when you when you need me it's just you're good at this now that you don't need me too often mm-hmm. and this is from i assume one of our coaches that's darko 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 batish one of our and i even said your name right darko batish see i didn't say batik uh, to piggyback on what Dr. Bradley P. Dieter said, as coaches, we're helping people develop self-sufficiency, not creating dependency between us and them. The idea is not to appear as we're doing something magical by sustaining consistent communication. Um, yeah, right. Uh, coaching is predicated on feedback and teaching clients how to overcome obstacles so they do not, so they do it on their own time on, uh, do it on their own in the future. So first, before we comment, Derek has only spoken English for five years, and that is better than I could ever write in my entire life. So, Darko, (laughs) I had to, like, double take while reading it. So, Darko, you're, like, wow. (laughs) So, who has comments on that? I mean, I agree with everything you you said. I think the the magical um, aspect people look for for coaching is it's not magical. It's just hard work and and repetition. Good point, Darko. I like that. Uh, will lack will yeah. or lack thereof affect weight loss? Corey, are you there? He is. Yes. A, yes. Sleep is probably one of the most underrated aspects of, of fat loss. Okay. I thought you were sleeping. I'm frozen again? Yeah, but we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, I'm not sleeping. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, sleep is probably one of the most underrated aspects of fat loss. Um, one, because, okay, Brad's smiling, so I don't know if I'm frozen or if everyone. No, you're good. No, we can hear you. It's just funny. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it affects energy in and energy out. You're tired, you kind of drag butt everywhere, and you don't do things with as much vigor as you normally do, so your your caloric expenditure is reduced, um, and you tend to move less and slump. Um, and it dysregulates appetite signaling as well. And regardless of actual physical hunger, we 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 seek hyperpalatable, energy dense foods because uh, one, it promotes wakefulness <laughs> when you eat things that stimulate you, and the body is seeking energy to compensate for the lack of of energy due to fatigue. So yeah, it's sleep is extremely important to fat loss. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't sleep during the, at night, you have to take naps during the day, and then you can't go work out. Yeah. Is that not what everybody else does? No. Oh. I can't I, nap. I haven't had a nap in like 20 years. 
Well, you guys are missing out. You if I take a nap, I'm done for the whole day. Like I can't reboot. Oh, really? Either I'm just dead. Like that's it. I got nothing left. I, I, can take, I can take a five minute nap or a three hour nap and I wake up and I'm fine. I can't do that. I think that's from, I think that's from years of working at a firehouse though. Like that's you, probably you true. yeah, you sleep when you can. Somebody said, wow. I agree. I, wow. I am wow worthy. <laughs> What was that? Not was that not fair? So I can't nap either. What's wrong with you? What, why can't what's wrong with you? Uh, Cam just started coaching with Darko. Looking forward to working with him. Darko is awesome. So make sure you notice Darko's awesome T-shirts that he wears too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can naps count towards your eight hours? I don't believe so. I think it has to be like there it's like four hour yeah, like, continuous REM. Yeah. 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 I think I think it counts for like making like repairing your body, resting, but it doesn't count for like mental rest mm-hmm. or something. There's some weird thing on it. I, I sleep is like one of the like weirdest, most understudied areas of medicine, I think. Like you would you know what's really crazy? If you just think about it super simply, sleep must be incredibly important because it's one of those pieces that would have evolved out mm-hmm. if it wasn't absolutely necessary. Because otherwise, yeah. it's like, what is the biggest risk for you being eaten by something else? Right. Not <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, just being completely shut down and like, ah, anything can get me while I'm asleep. So it must be incredibly important. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it's also one of those things that, like, I mean, obviously, everything eats, everything on Earth breathes. But it's one of those, like, we have – Omnivores, carnivores, vegetarians, um, and and then and you have every everything sleeps though. Like there's no there's no there's nothing that like oh well this thing sleeps like in a different side. This you know some sleep during the day during night, but everything sleeps. I think it's dolphins or yeah. whales or both that they cycle their hemispheres of sleeping, so they're never fully asleep, but they're oh, never well. fully yeah they like cycle it on and off. But it, but it is sleeping. It's just like I'm done. Have these micro naps. Could you imagine if you could do that? Like you just can move your left oh. today and then like an hour later you can just move your right one. I would love to just half sleep throughout <laughs> the day and half function and never have to actually go to bed. That'd be that'd be great. That'd be a lot more hours. So now with all this being said about sleep, Corey, if somebody wanted to get in, we've been we, we have been just now this t- talking about being a good client. If somebody said, Hey, I am ready to put in the work, I am ready to to get to it, to do it, to it, my dudes. Uh, where would you say they could go to? Um, that's a quote from Parks and Rec. If nobody knew, uh, where could they go to work with a coach to actually put the work in to make a sustainable, long-lasting change? Macrosync.net forward slash services. Oh man, look at that! Corey caught on real quick here. So <laughs> we got a two-week free trial. Um, you can go on our nutrition coaching as a two week free trial, complete coaching, which is and nutrition does not have a trial, but you can upgrade it to training at any time. Um, highly recommend it. We have a bunch of different coaches, Darko who commented, Corey, Rob, uh, Corey is not currently taking clients because he is a very, very busy person. Um, he is our director of coaching. So anytime you work with a macros and coach, we have a team approach. So all of our coaches, we have teams of approximately six uh, coaches. Uh, and they're overseen by six, six overseen by one lead coach. Um, and then that lead coach is 
are the lead coaches that we have are all overseen by Corey, and then Corey and Brad work together um, on anything. So, if you are do you have a problem like they can't figure out what's going on, you have something something that you're not making progress, we toss it out to, to the team and try to figure it out. If they can't, it goes up the chain. And if you know you have a coach, you, you're working with a coach, and you say, you know what. I, my goal changed. It doesn't align with what I, orig- I originally signed up as endurance athlete. Now I want a power lift. The coach I'm with is a, is really endurance based. I want to work with the power. We can change coaches. Um, it doesn't happen often because most of our coaches are pretty well balanced, but you have a, you have a wide variety and a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds putting in. So uh, two week free trial. Don't like it. Cancel within two weeks. That's it. So let's go over our last thing. And that is, answering any remaining questions. If anybody has any questions, feel free to eight hours makes me eight hours makes me feel lethargic. I get like three to four. I vary. Yeah. Seven, like six to seven is actually about good for me. I I agree with that person. If I get eight, I I'm just like a zombie all day long and and I'm grumpy and snap at everyone. Then yeah, I'm not enjoyable year round. (laughs) So, I said, if we finished all of our comments and had time left, I would do the ninja rap. Let's go. Uh, so for anybody who does not know, this is the vanilla ice ninja rap from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. But, but you have to do it with like, the vanilla ice thing. You have to be like... I, I don't remember. The, I used to know the entire moves, everything from it, but I don't remember them anymore. But The moves are hard. Yo, it's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla Ice is here with the jack, new Jack Groove. Gonna rock, uh, what is it? Gonna rock and roll this place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show while, uh, devastate the show while the turtles are saying. Done. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go, go, go. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? Vanilla Ice was a huge international star for years. Yeah. Like, yeah. he made a fortune. Yeah, he lost it all, though. I know, but you isn't know that even crazier? I heard, I heard David Hasselhoff is a huge star in Germany for music, not for acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a really good Because he's not very good at acting. So. Yeah, no, he's. I, I like him all around. <laughs> I don't think he's very good at singing, though, either, so I don't know. No, they love him. He's the Hoff. Yeah, but Vanilla, I've heard Vanilla. I mean, I've watched his uh, rehab, his re, his uh, house rehab, his remodeling, house remodeling and flipping show. Like he makes good house. Like, he's a really successful contractor, I believe. That's My favorite true. role that he's done in probably the last twenty years was he played a speedboat SpongeBob. No, he much. played when they, he, they rode him. When <laughs> he played himself in uh, God, what movie was that? It was the a SpongeBob movie. No, he played himself in a comedy movie where he was just like the eccentric friend of of somebody. It was an Adam Sandler movie where he, he oh, came. Oh, Click. Back. He's the boss. No, it was not in Click. He was in Click. Yeah, another Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, I didn't know he was in Click, though. I hate that movie, but I don't have to watch it. Oh, I my God. Yeah, no. Like, he, he gets no. paused and, like, he, he beats his own boss. Click <laughs> is so sad, and I can't watch it. That movie is so sad. Yeah, no, that that's like the saddest Adam Sandler movie I've ever seen. Like, I can't. Did you ever see Punch yeah, like, rewinds it all and it goes back to the start and everybody's alive again. It's fine. And then he has the chance to do it over again the right so way. Sad, so it's, it's all good. No, um, I'm going to Google this. Adam, what movie is this? It was. That's, that's my boy. 
Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh my god. god. It is like it, I mean it's a it's a raunchy movie, but it is one of my favorite like unviewed Adam Sandler. But Vanilla Ice plays himself in it. And Okay. It's it's hysterical. He any actor that can play themselves and make fun of themselves is yeah. like, way okay. Like you know his real name? Do you know his real name without looking it up? Henry Van Winkler. No, no, that no. You just combine combine like two different people there. <laughs> oh no, that's Henry, no, Henry Winkler. It's, it's, um, right, right. It's Robert Van Winkle. Robert Van Winkle. I did know that. Henry Van Henry Winkle. I, I combined Fonzie and Vanilla. Yeah, that's Ice. the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I knew it was something like that. Let's see. We have comments now. Awesome. Uh, perfect. Thanks, guys. This is uh, my heroes in a half shell. My rap. My rap. Yeah. Holy, holy shit, this is amazing. I bet you that's Darko. <laughs> Impressive. He was in the wrong Missy. Yeah, that's, that's a new one on Netflix. It looks pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen it. It, it. it looks yeah. hilarious. That is that is that's a that my voice such a good movie. All right. On all these notes, let's recap what we talked about without vanilla ice today. So Corey, what is your number one thing to look for in a coach? Someone who listens, who considers you, because you're the confounding variable. So they should implement you into the plan, not making you fit. Yep. Great. Someone who listens. Brad, what is your number one thing, uh, number one sign to run from, from a coach? Uh, What I said was, like if you just don't have a good feeling like you're going to connect with that coach. Um, and then also somebody who doesn't put – run from a coach who puts your wants before your needs. Because mm-hmm. yep. the goal of the coach is to get the best out of you. Yeah. And sometimes that means having the hard conversations. Yep. And then what yep. makes what – makes, uh, what can you do to maximize your coaching experience and be the best client and get the best out of, best bang for your buck? And that's communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate with your coach. Don't – they're not going to get mad at you for doing stuff. They're going to get mad at you for not telling them stuff. That's no, true. we won't and get mad at you either. We'll just encourage you to tell us stuff. Yeah, and they're never going to get mad. They'll probably be just a little disappointed. We don't yeah, use the We disappointed either. I am. I, yeah, I, I disappointed when people think <laughs> the truth. Like, just, just tell me. I'm not mad. Just tell me. I'm not, I'm not well, it's like when your parents would say, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Then you'd feel yeah, like that was worse. worse. That was right. worse. Right. Exactly. If you tell me, I don't care. That's that's what I want. I want to know. I want to learn. I want you to tell me so that way I know and we can correct. If you don't tell me, then I'm disappointed. But I'm not mad. <laughs> oh, boy. What? I think that's a fair statement. You're funny. Corey, you have like 70 kids. You should be used to that. I'm Corey doesn't have 70. Close. Same yeah, I have three kids. Yeah, They're all teenagers too, Brad. They're 18, 16, and 16. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brad's mine. Oh, my God. Dude, I have zero kids, and I'm like, that's too many. You yeah. have fur babies, though. Yeah, but they're like... They're so easy. They're literally sleeping on my feet at the moment. Dogs, animals are more to take care of than children. I don't know. I I I, I don't like picking up poop. I don't. I don't. I, I would. Oh, right. Animals are harder to take care of than kids. And I don't know what's wrong with my dog because he poops more than he eats. He only eats once a day, but he poops like three times. It doesn't even make sense. The math doesn't add up. I don't get it. <laughs> Oh my god! 
Uh, I love it. Of all the things in the world that stump Corey. Yeah. This one's just, you do just, just, I got it. It's a mathematical anomaly. Like it just doesn't collect, it doesn't collect, get the calorie information for his food, collect his poop and have it analyzed. To Even get he food. looks a little confused. There was a guy who did that. To see what his input output was. Yeah. Was it, how much, how much energy do you, do you export? Do you output? Well, all of it, but most of it's heat. Well, no, I mean in your, in waste. Oh, I don't know. Obviously you put all of it out. It's not very much energy density. It's probably just a lot of fiber. Oh, I'm just curious. A lot of bacteria. If I eat 2000 calories a day, do I poop out like 900? Like, no, probably less than that. This devolved into a, a poop conversation. <laughs> it's a legitimate conversation. We're not talking about like shape and color and size. We're talking Jay, about Jay, your goal by the time that we start tomorrow's live, you must have the answer of what is the average caloric content of a human's being fecal matter in a 24 hour period? Because they do do 24 hour fecal studies. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I can't. The, you the must, weirdest you thing is fecal yourself. transplant therapy. Like for people who have like, like when they're trying to transfer the gut flora of someone who has like a an optimal gut flora to someone else, fecal transplant, that's just ugh. Yeah, yeah but now it's not like you just take poop and move it. It's like they extract the microbiome and they put it in pills. And Thank it's much God. Time. There's a whole South Park episode on it if you haven't seen it. Oh my God, I bet there is. There is. It's hysterical. It's, it was right when it first came out. It was my favorite. My favorite. But did the Simpsons predict it? Yeah. yeah. When do you think the coronavirus South Park's coming out? Because that's uh, going to be they've been on they've been on hiatus because I'm a big South Park fan. They've been on a hiatus since October of last year, so I think they come back in fall. That will be really funny. Yeah, the last season they did their, their whole season last year was set on a uh, cannabis farm. Oh, well, so that's kind of interesting. The Simpsons predicted coronavirus in 1993. The Simpsons did. Yeah, Simpsons. I think the Simpsons predicted everything. There's I know, a it's scary. There's a well, they proof that time travel is real. Sorry? So are they proof that time travel is real? I think they might be. Yeah. yeah there's a South Park episode about uh, called Simpsons Did It, and they're trying to come up with new episodes and things to do. Like, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Facts. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, I think we are out of here. We are done. Corey, um, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you on, and you are welcome back on our exclusive talk show uh, anytime you wish. You must wear Vanilla Ice apparel, though. Uh, but I only have one. Um, you should get an Ice Ice Baby because it could be. I can. I can do all of Ice Ice Baby like perfect. It's my. It's my. I, have, I do have a lot of pop culture shirts though. Like ding, a lot ding, of ding, 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 ding. I, I actually, if I'm being honest, I have an addiction to t-shirts, to buying t-shirts. Addictions are bad. Yeah, they are. Do you need a coach for your t-shirt addiction, Corey? If you did, you could go to macrozinc.net. My credit card, card taken away from you to, to that. I mean, that would solve yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. I need to stop those Facebook ads telling me about cool shirts. Did you see the goggles I bought this weekend? Those are pretty sweet. Huh? Why is Kara Hainsley gives an angry reaction why why is kara so angry i don't know i don't know she's, she's probably upset that you i don't know I mean, does she want to hear ice ice baby is that what it is <laughs> maybe yeah maybe because you screwed up the end of the ninja rap i don't know 
Oh, it's ice, like, ice, baby. Uh, no, it's uh, all right. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grab a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the light and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Let it stand if you jump like a candle. Dance. Bust my secrets, go boom. Because I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gang way. You better hit the bullseye. The kid don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while DJ revolve it. <laughs> I don't know every word of that song. The best part Bravo. was the at the end. Uh, oh God, before we go, oh, somebody asked, "Does having a coach work?" I will. How does having? I'm not even going to answer that. What I'm going to do is, anybody who's a client watching, comment that or comment later on the replay, and they will comment to you. Um, because I could tell you everything works. I think our coaching works unbelievably. But results, you can also search in our group um, page on the page. Uh, and you'll see uh, client testimonials and photos. But we do have a two-week free trial. Try it out, macrosync.net, two-week free trial. Uh, if you don't like it, you're done. But I will say it's, you know, coaching and any diet works if you if you do it. What, we're, what we do is get you the results, what we get you the sustainable results and show you why you're getting them. Boom. And coaching works when you're open to change. Yeah. Yes. You have to be open to change. Like you have to... You have to understand that the reason things are going the way they're going now is is a result of the decisions and behaviors that you're displaying right now, right? So although, you know, you don't have to change everything, certain things, there's always sacrifices that, that have to be made. There's a cost to everything, right? So you yeah. have to be open to the fact that although you'll be able to still do a lot of the things you want to do, some things you'll still be able to do. You just might have to do them a little less. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Corey. Um, and we will just talk to everybody uh, later. All right, guys. Have if you have any, anybody have any questions? Yeah, thank you very much. If anybody has any questions, comments we did not get to or you're watching on the replay, make a post in our Facebook group. Tag Brad Morgan. He will get back to you very, very quickly. He loves all of your questions. And that's about it. Take care. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Am I Live, a podcast from MacroThink. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.